Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. It's been a while, folks, and I bet you thought we got canceled. Ha! AJ wishes. This podcast will never end. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the OG Max Crosby hype man. And with me, as always, is AJ LJ was Edge One. Today we're going to break down the year two slash three breakout players from the AFC and NFC. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby driving up. To Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. There's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play. And BetOnline is the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You know... I might start betting on UFC. I've been watching it a lot. I'm not super proud of it, but uh, yeah. You know what? I, I haven't watched any UFC, but in our fantasy golf for the, what is it? The Charles Schwab Classic or whatever the fuck. I uh, I picked the winner, Daniel Berger. So I got some hot uh, fantasy golf and golf betting tips, uh, which you can listen to on my other podcast. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for a name. Maybe we pivot to covering UFC and golf um, gambling. My other podcast is called The 69th Hole. That doesn't even make sense. But I'm glad you laughed at your own joke. Need more? I'm laughing at the poor quality of it. Yeah. Need more? Bet Online is simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for a devoted gambler to check it out. What? Like video game? Is that esports? Yeah, it's been going on. Uh, I haven't watched it, but I know they have like Formula One. You must really like to gamble for betting on that. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. See, I'd like to get into playing, like, a lot of blackjack, but, like, I'm not good at it. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device. Enjoy now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Online casinos must have made a fucking fortune the last three months. Realistically, yeah. Like, if you're in, um, if you're, I mean, 
I I got into Pokemon during quarantine, but if like you're maybe a little more mature than I am, maybe you get into that. That seems like a good way to like even just like um zooming with your buddies while you're all playing and having a beer. That seems like a cool idea. So go to betonline.ag and do that. Betonline, this is my picture betonline. Uh simu well not simulated, but <laughs> it is simulated. Betting on Pokemon matches. Okay, don't mess around. Come on, there's... Come on. I think that's, that's a winning idea. No, like, that's a thing already. You think you came up with that? No, 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 but, like... <laughs> is that a thing? Fuck. Yeah, I've been trying to get in for years. On, on the, the pro Twitch? circuit? <laughs> yeah. I'm still... I still uh, retain my amateur rights, though, so, like, I might be going to Michigan in the in the fall to... <laughs> Congratulations. Play on their Pokemon team. Let's say what's Michigan's bad. official this Pokemon? This is bad. This is a bad bit. All right. Hey, let's do our show. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been away for a little bit, but because we've been preparing for this episode. Yeah. Uh, hey, but after this episode, we're like no longer just doing filler. If you think this is filler, which it's not, because uh, next week we're going to start our, our summer scouting series with uh, non-division one players. Wow. And, and by Exciting. non-division one, I mean non-FBS, just to make that clear. So. Thank you for clarifying. I was so confused. Well, it's going to be a lot of North Dakota State talk. But today, before we do that, we got to fill some time with our AFC and NFC second slash third year breakout teams. I'm handling AFC duties. AJ's handling NFC duties. Um, I feel like it was difficult to, to shy away. So our first rule was no guys that made the Pro Bowl. Essentially. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I struggled to shy away from a lot of the big guys. But then, I, you know, no, well, I, I just pick guys who I actually think are going to, like, I'm not going to force Hunter Renfro as my breakout wide receiver if I don't actually think it, but I do think you it. You should have. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Um, Yeah, but yeah, the, the qualifier basically was if they've made a Pro Bowl, they've already broken out. So anyone who hasn't, though, is, I, I figured, eligible to be on our teams. Yeah, I took some longer shots, though, just to keep things interesting. Because you just want to get me mad. Also, I do no, think... the one, opposite. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, one one strange takeaway is seeing where, which um, conference is loaded with the young guys mm. in certain positions. Like, the NFC is loaded at wide receiver. Yeah, and okay, so, so wide receiver is one of the positions where I tried to sneak one in. Because there's so many fucking good guys. It's like, I didn't want to be so basic, you know? Well, in, in the AFC... The defensive line is loaded. NFC is kind of weak, like especially on the interior. Linebacker was actually pretty loaded too over here. Mm, I mean, there were some easy ones for linebacker in the NFC too. Let's yeah. get into it. Okay, though. yeah. Quarterback first, was easy in the for, NFC for, for sure. First though, head coach and GM, first slash or second slash third year head coach slash GM, you think uh, is going to break out? Which I mean, there's not really a qualifier on that since coaches <laughs> don't. But I just picked my two favorites. Uh, okay, uh, I'm doing this on the fly. Head coach, I'm picking Cliff Kingsbury. That's a good pick. It's the only one, I, the first one to come to my mind. I, GM, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, I, I'll talk a little Cliff while you think. Um, go for it. <laughs> even if they don't win more than seven games, which I think is a big possibility in that division, mm-hmm. I, I just think they're going to be so much more exciting and promising going forward. And they were, like, yeah, I think promising is the key word. Because they were definitely exciting and fun last year. But um, there's yeah, not a lot. I'm looking at the GMs right now. There's I don't know if anyone's technically eligible in the NFC. Yeah, it's Gudekunst. Gudekunst's the only one, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, last year I would have picked him, but uh, fuck, that sucks. Other, well, I mean, you could take Dave Gettleman and just say it's his third year with his second team as a GM, so he's eligible if you want to take him. Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna. I'm the GM, Rob. Well, we talked about this actually on a previous show. Is how little turnover there's been at GM re- recently. Mm. Yeah, especially in the NFC, like we just pointed out. Yeah, and because they, they the AFC, you've got a couple options. Um, there's Joe Douglas, but that was still a kind of out of nowhere ish. Uh, there's mm-hmm. Eric DaCosta, but that was like he was the guy in waiting for years. Yeah. Then Andrew Barry, obviously with the Browns. Um, who just took over. I guess Bill O'Brien's technically eligible. That's, that's a good point. Uh, and then Mike Mayock, who is who I choose. Yeah. I, p- I pick Mike Mayock because he's, he's the godfather. He taught us everything we know. But he's also done, I mean, some. if you look at the difference the Raiders um, are talent-wise through their roster from before he got there to now, they're so much more interesting now. I know some and of just, the, some of the spots yeah. where they took guys obviously seems not great. Mm-hmm. Farrell, Clone Farrell, for example, fourth overall, Damon Arnett, twentieth, whatever. But just in totality of the talent they've added to that roster, he's done a really good job. And I actually think him and Gruden are like pretty well on the same page there. And they're clearly they're they're the way they've addressed both in, in free agency and through the draft, they have a plan. They like a specific type of player, specific positions, and they're 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 sticking to their guns, and I kind of appreciate it. I think the Raiders are a lot more interesting now than they were two years ago. One hundred percent. And like, you look at that just screwed in draft compared to the two Mayock drafts, and uh, the Mayock drafts look so much better. But you don't like PJ Hall like fortieth overall. That was, that was a terrible pick. Mo Hurst though, baby, steal. Remember when we were all like, yeah, PJ Hall. It was, like, the week or two ahead of the draft. And, like, that's... Yeah. He's such a cool day three sleeper. And then he went the second round. I remember, like, he blocked, like, four kicks or something. <laughs> that was, like, something I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Yes, yeah, I remember. Like, you said that on the pod for, uh... Yeah, it was, like, it was like yeah, I like him in the fourth, fifth, whatever. And then, uh, now, second round pick. Yeah, it was sick. Anyway. Actually, I think it was even later than that. But, yeah, anyways, let's, let's get into this. Uh, okay, quarterback uh, in the AFC... Um, obviously, Lamar Jackson wasn't available because he's already won the MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the two guys you're really looking at are Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, which means the, the, the one guy you're really looking at is Baker Mayfield, which is who I selected. But that's a good pick for this year. Yeah, I mean, he had one of the best rookie quarterback seasons of all time, fell off a cliff in year two, and year three is really a make-or-break year for him, um, both in – like. To both rebound and kind of set that culture with Stefanski mm-hmm. and Barry there, and just see if he because there's a lot of rumors about his off field last year having uh, some impact on his on field, and so kind of just seeing more of a commitment from him to the team, I guess. Uh, yeah, too many commercials. Yes, and then I mean you could consider Sam Darnold if you want, but I just that's I, I would much rather bet on the Brown situation than the Jets situation. That's how bad yeah. the Jets situation is with Adam Gase in town. So. Uh, at quarterback, the NFC was like really crystal clear. There was like only three options: Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, and uh, Kyler Murray, which is I think it was the slam dunk pick. Um, his season, like I, I guess, like when we were in the in the thralls of it, he was exciting, and it wasn't always statistically great. And then at the end of the year, it was it was a bit better. Uh, and then you look at the totality of it: like thirty seven hundred yards, twenty touchdowns, twelve picks. 
Like you expect all three of the, like three seven hundred is really good yardage for a rookie, but you expect all three of those numbers to, to take a pretty solid jump, especially with DeAndre Hopkins in town. <sighs> Nukes in town again, like, like we mentioned Cliff Kingsbury earlier. I think he's he's like you, you definitely felt the offense open up a lot more towards the end of the season, like by design. They didn't want to put too much on Murray's plate. I th- I think really. the list of quarterbacks you would want over Kyler Murray is really short right now. Like I think. I mean, is he one of the 10 most valuable quarterbacks in the league? I just in terms of future, like, you're, you're not taking Tom Brady for the next 10 years. Like, Probably in the top 10. Right? Because yeah. uh, obviously the, there's there's the obvious, but, like, would you rather have Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield right now? I've, I'd rather have Kyler Murray. I'd have Baker yeah, agree. I, I would Murray too. too but. You know what? I, this is so off topic, but it's always like I've seen a lot of this this exercise on Twitter, and it's always interesting to see where like Joe Burrow lands. I know like some um, some writing writers have done like the full full like like a fantasy draft, and like Burrow keeps landing in the first round like over like like Pro Bowl quarterbacks. I, I know that's what we're not talking about today, but uh, I think like where would you put Burrow on that list? I know that's uh, well, if I were to do like he's in the top ten. I mean, he's yeah. the he's the highest graded quarterback I've ever I've ever heard. I know, I know. That's why it's it's really interesting. Would you put him over Kyler? Yeah. Okay. Because at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, if I trust <clears throat> if I trust myself as a scout, yeah, Kyler was obviously he was the offensive rookie of the year, but he he was what he was supposed to be as the number one overall pick. So if Joe yeah. Burrow is in my mind what he's supposed to be, which is I'm not going to say a generational quarterback, but a, f- a franchise quarterback for the next decade. I, I think mm-hmm. it kind of comes down to that. Like that's kind of the tiebreaker when you're not sure is what you viewed of them coming out. Coming I guess. Out. Yeah, and I, I again, I was I was probably too low on Murray, and which is weird for me. But uh, and, because and, uh, you yeah. love baseball players, like yeah, Christian Hackenberg. I, I just wanted to see him uh, slug it out, not playing Double A baseball for five years. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'd burrow way way graded higher than uh, Murray, so I guess you'd have to. You're right. Uh, Running back, run. Wait, 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 wait. Can we, as we go each position, can we pick our number one guy between every like? So I I think our number one guy at quarterback would be Kyler Murray for the total team. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah you okay. like that? We'll build, we'll build our our full team. Yes. Together. Look at that. Geniuses. Running back. Uh, it's pretty easy for me. Josh Jacobs. Um. I couldn't pick Nick Chubb or Philip Lindsay. They both made Pro Bowls. I considered Devin Singletary. I went with Josh Jacobs. Over a thousand yards as a rookie. Kind of was the driving force for that Raiders offense at times. And I, I think yeah. it'll be a lot more interesting with the pieces they added through the draft this season to see what they do. But he's going to be, as long as he's there with Gruden, he's going to be a thousand yard back. I'd like to see them use him in the passing game a little more. But. Ultimately, like he looks like a future Pro Bowl running back. Uh definitely. In the NFC, there, there isn't too many to pick. Um, the easy choice probably would be Miles Sanders, but I don't make things easy. Rob. You, you know what? Can I just say this? Um, he had way more total yards than I realized last year. He did really well in the receiving game. Yeah, like down the stretch, especially when they like kind of figured out yeah. this is clearly our most talented back, whether he's consistent <laughs> or not. Yeah. Uh, anyway. uh, speaking of inconsistent, he hasn't stayed healthy. But Darius Geis, baby, I'm still banking on him. Like, yeah, the offensive line is in really rough shape, but I still believe like he was talented as fuck. Um, 
when we when we've seen him on the field, he's averaged five point eight yards per carry. That's I mean, extremely I, I impressive. Think, I think there <laughs> it, it does kind of come back to what you thought about Darius Geis coming out. If you think he Which, can stay healthy, and what you think of Miles Sanders, obviously a good rookie year for sure. But yes. um, better than I expected. Mm-hmm, I think better and, than we both expected. Yeah, but. I think still Geis has the higher ceiling. Like Sanders obviously has the higher floor. He doesn't have the injuries. He's in a way better situation. But if you're going to bet on a running back, don't because running backs are useless. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I thought Darius – I gave Darius Geis a first-round grade coming to LSU. I thought he was a lot like Marshawn Lynch. So, if he can stay me, healthy. Me too. We, were, we were both really high. And, obviously, for clarity, I could not choose Saquon Barkley. What? Why not? I don't know. So hey, is, you wouldn't let me. Is jo- Josh Jacobs is our all – Running back. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. Definitely. Okay, writing it down. On to the wide receivers. Were the AFC surprisingly... <clears throat> like, there was an obvious one. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I uh, it, it, there's a bunch of, like, kind of interesting options, but no clear guys. I think the NFC's a lot more loaded at the position. Uh, it is. Couldn't pick Cortland Sutton, DJ Chark, or McCole Hardman. I mean, I, I could have, I guess, picked McCole Hardman because he made the Pro Bowl as a return man. But still... I decided yeah. to honor the system. Uh, and I went with A.J. Brown, Hollywood Brown, and Deontay Johnson. <clears throat> that Those those feel like the right picks. The other guys to consider, you're just kind of banking on... I mean, Hunter Renfro, a good slot receiver as a rookie for sure. Um, but the, the other guys to consider, like Nikhil Harry and Paris Campbell, who did nothing as rookies, and you'd just be expecting them to take a yeah. huge step... And Preston Williams, who we'll see how much how much he he plays in uh, year two, but I mean AJ Brown was a top three offensive rookie of the year candidate. Hollywood Brown had his moments. I thought Deontay Johnson had an underrated rookie year. Uh, yeah, for sure. With bad quarterback play, uh, Hollywood Brown's going to be the key to the Ravens' offense, kind of taking another step forward. AJ Brown's, I think, the most important player on that Titans' offense, maybe. And then. Do- uh, <laughs> Him and Henry, yeah. And then, well, I mean, your running back's a running back, though, right? See, that's an interesting... You know what? I'm going to say, yeah, he is the most important one. He had 1,000 be- yards and averaged 20 a catch as a rookie. It's, it's pretty fucking nuts, yeah. And then, like, Deontay Johnson was playing with garbage quarterback play, and he he fits the mold of the, the type of receivers Pittsburgh has developed really well, and he was yeah. more productive than a lot of those guys were as rookies. Um, so we'll we'll see what goes on there. But, yeah, I thought those, those were... Uh, Although the none of them were like outside AJ Brown were home runs, I thought they the like Hollywood Brown and Deontay Johnson are probably pretty clearly the second and third guy to pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the NFC is absolutely loaded. <laughs> I cut out the Pro Bowlers and then I cut out the one thousand yard receivers. I tried to keep it a little more low key. So that that's what Gallup. That's DJ Moore. I probably would have picked DJ Moore if I didn't make that exception. And then like. Like, I looked at, like, DK Metcalf, and I'm like, I don't know how much, like, he's going to get better, definitely. I don't know how much better his stats will be, really, because of the, the way that offense is, the lack of the passing game. And then I looked at Terry McLaurin, and I'm like, again, he's going to get way better, but that offense is a little bit of a mess. Oh, my God, I fucking hate you. You didn't pick Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, or uh, <laughs> DJ Moore, or, this is dumb. Terry, Terry McLaurin's the number one wide receiver for this breakout list, I think. Okay, look, I, like I said, I tried to keep a lower key. Uh, but why? Why not just pick the guys oh. who are going to break out? 
Because, like, these guys are smaller. Okay, hold on. Let me let me tell you my picks, okay? Uh, I went with Calvin Ridley first. He's kind of... That's a fine pick. Well, yeah, my picks aren't bad. Well, one of them's going to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> but, Wait, did you, sorry, sorry, three. sorry. Did you pick three, by the way? Yeah, I did. Okay, Fuck okay, the, okay. Yeah, of course. Fuck the, the two tight end offense. <laughs> um, <laughs> you didn't pick a fullback? I could have. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, two of my picks are good. And then the other one is is I tried to swing. Okay. Anyways, Calvin Ridley, uh, consistent first two years, like 64 and then 63 catches for 821, 866. I think this year he, he breaks 1,000. I did say this last year probably, but... Sanu's uh, fully gone now. The, the O-line yeah. should be better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think, um, I, I, I think yeah, I, I, I think he should break 1,000. Yeah, okay. And then another one, uh, Debo Samuel. And I went with this one because... God, the NFC's stupid loaded. That's what I'm saying. I, so I tried to keep it interesting. I could have picked all of those guys. Like, oh, sick. So I tried to keep it interesting. Because, like, I look at Debo, and, like, his impact felt huge. But when you look at, like, 57 catches, that could easily... It will jump this year. 800 yards, almost even. That's going to jump this year. Yeah. And only three receiving touchdowns. So all those numbers, I think, are going to take massive leaps. Yeah. And, again, I know he's was super important for that offense. His impact felt great. But this feels like he's even going to get even better. Yeah. Right. So then for my third who's, guy, the, who's pissing me off then? Anthony Miller. This is a total I swing. don't hate it. Okay. He's All on right. my fantasy like team. So. Yeah, he did not much last year. Uh, he like was also, I think, of um, not super publicized receivers. Yeah. That's An- why, An- yeah. Anthony Miller was open a lot and didn't get targets. Uh, yeah. Of, so of this- like when you just, when we were watching the games every week, like that's something mm-hmm. I noticed. Mm-hmm. And his role is going to keep getting bigger in that offense. Yeah. They're probably going to have to throw the ball more. It'll probably be Nick Foles throwing the ball who I trust more than Trubisky. So for a guy just to make a leap, I... Uh, How many years did he have last year? Uh, 650. Yeah, like, I, he's not not necessarily saying 1,000, but he's got... He, in my mind, he's good for at least 800. I totally agree. And only two touchdowns last year, which I think he had, like, seven as a rookie or something. He's like, in like yeah no he's he's a guy who's just been in a I mean story of Allen Robinson's life though so exactly uh, um okay so to pick three receivers from the six we said I think AJ Brown's pretty clear pick yep Do, I, I think uh, Debo's uh, in my mind a clear pick yep and I I would probably say Calvin Ridley's the third one I mean what are what are you it'd be him versus Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I feel better about Calvin Ridley as well. Like Hollywood Brown, I would say has a higher ceiling, but Calvin Ridley much higher floor. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Alrighty, on to the tight end position where uh, there's a chance we just both pick guys from Iowa. Um, I couldn't pick Mark Andrews. He's made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, the other guys to consider: Dawson Knox, Chris Herndon, Kali Waring. I picked Noah Fant, pretty obviously. Uh, wasn't I, I, hugely... I thought Knox was going to cross your mind. He, he, he would have been second. Um, okay. But no, I mean, just the way that Broncos offense is starting to come together now. And Fant, Fant it, again, it's, rookie tight ends don't generally translate. No. I, I, I feel like people don't... Re- like, Fant topped 500 yards as a rookie. He had, like... Uh, a couple big games where he the the just total athleticism he possesses took off and he was 
when, when Drew Locke came in, there was a little more consistency there. I think this is, it might not be like a massive production year because, I mean, they have a lot of mouths to feed. I, I think Cortland Sutton's a thousand yard receiver again. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, or Calvin, just Freudian slip, <laughs> Jerry Judy. Um, I think that's like a, a big rookie year. And then they, they draft uh, KJ Hamler as well. So, like, even if it's just 600 yards, I think mm-hmm. it, it, his actual impact itself will be much larger. Okay, so like I kind of did with the last segment, I sometimes I tried to pick who's going to just make the greatest leap as opposed to the guy who's going to be better. So, like, I think TJ Hawkinson is better than this player. I think Dallas Goddard is better than this player. But I'm taking a swing. Is Dallas okay? Goddard only in year three? Yeah. That's weird to think about. I know. Anyways, I'm taking a swing. I'm picking Ian Thomas, who... The depth chart is wide open for him. I don't like this pick at all. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. This is and I was an Ian Thomas stand. <clears throat> there's no tight end there, and like Teddy Bridgewater last year used Cook and Hill quite a lot. Uh, Joe Brady's offense is, is going to open things up for Ian Thomas. I, like they, he used the tight ends a lot last year. This is my swing. I don't think he's the best tight end, but uh, <laughs> I think he's going to take the biggest leap. All right. Well, it looks like we're picking Noah Fant for the All Breakout team. <laughs> We are. I, see, I, so I didn't the, pick the best player in every. It in would every have been situation. TJ Hawkinson for the record, but okay. <clears throat> okay, offensive tackles. Um, I couldn't pick Orlando Brown Jr. Yeah, there wasn't like a massive amount of tackles. I, I a couple of guys. I think the AFC had more than the NFC. That's too. bad news. Um, in the in the AFC, I had written down to consider. Uh, Colton Miller, Jawan Taylor, and Cody Ford. Um, I -hmm. chose Jonah Williams, who hasn't played a snap yet. But, I mean, I think we both, maybe he's the best option in general, based on what you make the NFC sound like. (laughs) Like, I would take Jonah Williams over Orlando Brown right now. Like, I don't think that's even a hot take, right? Uh... Yeah, I guess. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I, I was way higher on Jonah Williams. Yeah, well, I mean, like, Orlando Brown also landed in the perfect situation for what he Absolutely. does. Yeah. And, and but I, I don't know. I'm really excited for this Bengals team just to see Burrow and Jonah Williams. Like, I love Jonah Williams. I think that's a perennial Pro Bowl left tackle as long as he's healthy. Um, and then my other tackle, I picked Isaiah Wynn. Okay, that's good. you had two good ones here, two, yeah. two good options. Is both just have to stay healthy? When Isaiah Wynn's been on the field for New England, he looks like a draft hit. He just obviously hasn't been on the field that much. Um, I think both really high floor players, like e- even if they neither become Pro Bowl guys, like they're going to be at that level of yeah. starting tackle where you're at least comfortable. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm trying to think who's a good example of that. Like the Anthony Costanzos of the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who you got for tackles? So right tackle is pretty easy. It's, it's Mike Malinchi, who's... He made the Pro Bowl the as a rookie. Did he? No. Didn't he? I don't think so. Was he an alt, maybe? Oh, no, I made that up. He made the All-American team, though, so, like, same thing. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, that that one's easy. He's, he's just the he's the best tackle uh, for second and third years. In the, in, so, yeah, sometimes I kept this sample. That's an easy one. Uh, at the left tackle spot, I picked Andre Dillard just because. First of all, there's not a, who who else is there to consider? By the way, th- like not a lot. Like yeah. really, these are the two clear guys, yeah. and like Dillard has to make a leap. Obviously, Peters is gone. 
Um, last year, Diller, like, I don't know, he played like 300 snaps. He was really up and down and mainly down. But uh, we know he's got the goods. And uh, again, Also, I think, yeah. like, I still think Jason Peters could be back there on, like, a one-year deal or whatever. But I think yeah. he'd be back there right now if they didn't trust Dillard was ready. Yeah, like, and again, you, you trust that organization with Ralph's line? Yeah. For sure? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and again, they, they took him in the first round. He's He's got to step up. Um, and it's not like, it, like no one's ridden him off yet. It was just kind of like you thought he'd be better as a rookie, but again, um, yeah, he's got he's got to step up. Um, also, it's not like he the, prepared to start going into the no, season either, right? No. So I think there's no, a lot of true. things that go into it. My interior, I took I took Wait. more swing. There's like, there's way better guys for the inside. Oh, but great! I, took more I love this. Um, I, uh, I'm hey. picking big breakouts. Okay, who yeah. are our tackles? Uh, McGlinchey and Jonah Williams. Sure. Wait, is that who you would pick? Don't just show yeah, yeah, me. No, Don't no, wave me off like that. Come oh, on. Oh my god. Don't infer things from my words. Yes. Sorry, I have a lot of Jonah pent Williams. up rage like, against you. We haven't done a show in a while. <laughs> uh, okay. We didn't miss a week, but we designed to not do a week. We're so smart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interior line. I'll start with the guards. I really like the two guys I, I picked. But there also was not very many other guys to pick. Um, obviously, I had a lot of options. Flex. Um, I couldn't NF- pick NFC baby. I couldn't pick Quentin Nelson, um, no but I could pick Dalton Reisner and Quentin Nelson, Seaman, Braden Smith. Yeah, good ones. Braden Smith is like technically a tackle, but I picked him. Fuck it, who cares? He's a right tackle, but he played guard at Auburn. So like, are we are we really gonna? See, you would give me shit for this. Okay, though. fine. I picked. I picked. Uh, fine. No. 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 I'm no. 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 Oh no. Oh my god. You shouldn't have said that because you knew that would bother me. Nate Davis of the Tennessee Titans. It's not a bad pick either. No, it's not. Um, I do think Braden Smith's really, really good right tackle. Uh, but Nate, Nate Davis really good, really good r- rookie year. Uh, he fixed the frog stance and he fits that <laughs> offense really well. Just a run mauling. MFR, uh, and we love, we just love Charlotte, the school, and well, and the, and the city, and the city, and the, the, the NBA franchise, Bus City, baby, so, so yeah. sign our petition, bring back the Bobcats, Adam Morrison for mayor, um, who's your okay. favorite Bobcat of all time, Adam Morrison, you know what's weird, uh, yours is too, yep. Adam Morrison has come up multiple times today for me. That's weird. That's the third time. The three separate things out of Morrison has now come up. Uh, that's, that's not good. No, 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 no. Okay. I think that's a sign of the devil. Hit me with your guards. So, yeah, I had a lot of good options. Rob, I didn't go with any of them, all right? Great. <laughs> again, I'm trying to say who's going to make the biggest leap. So, uh, first one, pretty easy, I guess. But, again, better options. Uh, Chris Lindstrom of the Atlanta Falcons. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, the line around him was a bit of a disaster last year. Uh, it's still kind of bad. But even if it's just healthy this year, it'll be better. He was um, good when he played, too. Yeah, exactly. Rookie. Like, he was a reach last year, but he, he's just a pro's pro, man. Like, I, I think he's, he's going to be like a... Remember him and Dalton Reisner at the at the Senior Bowl? Like, that is one of my favorite Senior Bowl memories of the last, like, ten years. One day they'll both be on the same team. Mark my words. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys. And... The, yeah, and the other one again, uh, a bit more of a swing. I'm going with Alex Kappa. Okay. I like it. 
The O-line is better. The interior offensive line we already know is solid. Uh, you'll hear multiple Tampa Bay Buccaneers come up because of the spotlight on the team. Uh, I think him himself is going to get take another leap this year. And he's going to get more recognition just because the spotlight's on that team. Uh, so those are, those are my two picks. Like I, I could have went with a lot of like really fucking good players already, but oh yeah. Oh my god, stop flexing! I was I'm thinking flexing the office, NFC offensive line. I when I was watching, when I was watching that Wisconsin Whitewater guard today, I was thinking of Kappa. Just because remember how many guys Kappa would just throw the best. I yeah. loved it. I love Alex Kappa. There's and I, I just love that there's always like a really small school uh, guard slash tackle that we just love. I know, and it, like it makes me so happy that he's teammates with Marpit. Yeah, I mean, like, Marpit's OG. Remember that grainy-ass tape? Hobart? Hobart College? What up? Uh, who who are the, uh, the guys that were better picks that you didn't choose? Uh, like, I could have went with, like, uh, Jenkins, McCoy. Probably be a card this year. Uh, no, the, the, I don't think that's, like, you, you're, like, maybe with the Kappa one. But, like, Lindstrom, I think, is a fine pick over them. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we... Hold on, I'll just I'll look at it quick. Uh, there's centers I cover. Oh, James Daniels. Um, that his yeah. his situation in Chicago's been weird. Like him and yeah, him and uh, white hair swapping and then swapping back. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. It's been weird. Uh, if I if I could have swing, I could have swung on our our boy Connor Williams. <laughs> hey, he's coming. Uh, okay, he's coming. Are we are we gonna pick uh, Dalton Reisner and Chris Lindstrom then? Yeah, fuck it, let's do it. This is an awfully white offensive line. Oh. Uh, my, my center's white too. Fuck. My center is nobody. Just spoiler, the AFC. Uh, we've talked about how there's just not that many good centers. It's starting to change slowly, mm-hmm. but certainly uh, there's still a problem in the AFC. Um, the only guy who was eligible was Billy Price, and I felt better not picking anyone. <laughs> That's pretty, that's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I was like, because I, I start going through, I was like, okay, yeah, Billy Price. Uh, I just threw his name down because it was like, whatever. And I keep going. I was like, you know, okay, there, I guess there's nobody else in 2018. Until 2019, start going. It's like, they're all in the FC. Nobody. And yeah, nobody. <laughs> it's okay, okay. <laughs> Fuck. Actually, yeah, now I should, probably should have picked the best player. But okay. Uh, speaking of Billy Price, Frank Ragnow, like, he could easily be a pro bowler this year. He, he's. I think he's quietly been uh, steadier than people think, and I think yeah, it, like he's got. Exactly. He keeps getting better. So I, I didn't pick him again. I could have picked Jenkins, but again, we don't know what position. James Daniels, like you said, we don't know if he's guard or center. Uh, well, so sticking Jenkins then, is a guard. Oh, sorry, uh, Eric McCoy. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Freudian slip. Yeah, second round fucking interior offensive lineman. Anyway, SEC. Yeah, I went with a, a first round interior offensive lineman. Garrett Bradbury, like, he had a rough start to his rookie year last year. Wait, how is he Even, not the best pick? I think Ragnow probably would be. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but again, I think Bradbury's leap is going to be greater than Ragnow's is, so that, that was my uh, reasoning for that. Well, I I mean, I, th- I was so fucking high on Garrett Bradbury coming out. It, exactly. Like, I, you got to believe in his talent. Like, I, it, just another offseason. It wasn't, it wasn't in the run game. It was just he was so bad in pass protection. Yeah, and like, I, I don't know. The offensive line around him should be a bit better, too. And just being there for another year, I think, means a lot I for believe. center. And... The Grim Reacher, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. The, the whole interior O-line was, like, the best guys at the Senior Bowl that year. 
Whoa. I mean, the the listeners are quickly catching on that we just like the senior bowl a lot. It's true. All, all my players are at the senior We're like, you know, like the NBA draft analysts, in quotations, who just like are really into the guys who are sick in the tournament. Like like me, yeah. Yeah. Which, I, yeah, <laughs> essentially you could do the, the, the job of... Like the, not, I'm not talking about like the Kevin O'Connors or the Sam uh, Vecinis of the world. I'm talking about like, like Stephen A. Smith who watched like f- <laughs> four tournament games and now Shabazz Napier is the number one player. Like that's us, but with the Senior Bowl essentially. <laughs> no, no, no. Me, me and Stephen A. both had Dante DiVincenzo top five. I was listening to Bill Simmons' uh, Redraftables podcast and they're doing um, the Bargnani draft. Uh, so what was that? Oh six, seven, and and he he just straight up he read. Um, what Stephen A. said on the broadcast when they were breaking down Rudy Gay, and Stephen A. just said, "Haven't really seen him play." <laughs> just straight up said that as a, as a would-be draft analyst. Anyway, before we move on to defense, AJ, do you like betting? I love it. How much? Uh, the most. Say the most. The most. Let's go to BetOnline.ag then, baby. Let's bet some boxing. Let's bet some NASCAR. Now that they're not racist, let's bet some UFC. So, I mean, when the NBA comes back, everything's going to be good. Uh, and uh, I mean, football. When football, when college football is back specifically, God, I miss yep. it. I, Me I mean, college football is just like the most fun thing in the world. And so, hey, bet it, bet it at Bet Online. I will see you there. Okay, good. That's that. Uh, let's move on to uh, the defense, and let's start with the edge rushers. How was the NFC for edge rushers? Uh, meh. I, I had one guy that, like, I mean, again, Nick Bosa wasn't available. Um, I, 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 fuck it, I'll just jump right in. I, I picked Brian Burns, who I think is kind of an easy pick for me. Like, Yeah, you saw it early cool. as a rookie, yeah. and then... Then the wrist injury kind of dropped off. But still had eight sacks without playing a lot of snaps. Uh, that's impressive. His so usage was just inconsistent. Like I, I think it was part of the situation. Like it was, I don't know. I love Brian Burns. I think he's gonna be so good. Me too. I think maybe like they're just worried about him against the run. Um, and, he's and a, teams gonna have to throw against him a lot last year. So I think he's gonna fit really well in Phil Snow's defense. Yeah, me too. Um, I can do the other one if you. Yeah, want yeah. Go for it. Go for it. No, let's let's uh, do it this way. You go first on the on the defense. I go second. All right, Marcus Davenport. Who probably? Who else could be considered? I honestly, I can't. Even, I didn't. Even okay, write okay, okay. Because I was gonna say like Marcus Davenport's not a bad pick, and he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been what he was given. Like you know what I mean? It like clouds him as yeah. a player. No, exactly. Like like he wasn't bad last year at all. Like he's probably better than his stats say. It's just like didn't put up big numbers. Like, but this feels like. It's probably the year that he has to put it all together at least, and if yeah. he, if he like he's been pretty solid, so it makes sense for this just to be the big breakout year. Um, the other guys I could have picked were like like I'm swinging on like Montez Sweat, yeah. Um, all all the, like the mediocre edges from from last year. Like there wasn't really any other uh, clear cut guys okay. at all. So mine were pretty clear cut. I think at least one of them was Bradley Chubb. Pretty obvious. Twelve sacks yeah. as a rookie. Got hurt uh, year two. I, I mean, he got hurt early, too, so I, I think he's going to be super healthy by week one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he was an animal as a rookie, and he gets one-on-ones opposite Von Miller. and he He's, 
I mean, he's been he's one of the best edge edge prospects of the last uh, five years or so. Um, I love Bradley Chubb. Yeah, that's a that's an easy one. And then the other one, I went with Mad Max Crosby. Yeah, the AFC had a like a, like a lot of options, but like no other slam dunks. Yeah, so like the the other guys I who I, I think were there to be considered were Harold Landry, Sam Hubbard, Chemical Ture, and then I mean yeah. Clone Farrell out of respect, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I thought Matt, for me, I love Max Crosby. I thought um, to come in as a rookie, uh, to be drafted where he was drafted, coming in as a rookie, outperformed the fourth mm-hmm. overall pick, put up 10 sacks, 16 TFLs, really fine consistency down the stretch. Real, like, he's obviously a great athlete. Um, and, and I think that's when his, after his combine, that's when his name started buzzing. But, like, he's really good with his hands. And he's just going to get better and better. And I think, I just, Max Rosby's one of my favorite players in the league already. And you guys are best friends. Yeah, and yeah, he follows me on Twitter. So does that Wisconsin Whitewater guard. Tell your friends I'm famous. Um, <laughs> who who are we choosing? I, I think pretty obviously we ought to choose Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we both love Brian Burns. I think Brian Burns... Oh, is uh, who's your? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Brian Burns. Davenport, yeah. yeah. Max Crosby third though, right? Yeah, I mean, like all, all four of them. Like actually, after Chubb, they're kind of they're not too far apart, to be honest. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. Interior defensive line, where the AFC Cut. is stupid loaded. Yeah, the NFC is shallow as fuck, to be honest. This, so like, this is like the receivers, but opposite. Yeah, like like really pretty slim pickings. Uh, in reality, okay, so I, I swung big on one, but I can audible if you want. <laughs> in reality, I guess it'd be Vita Vea and Deron Payne, who went back to back in 2018, which is funny. I, I did pick Vita Vea. Again, I gave him the, the Tampa. I, I gave him the Tampa bump. Um, he was pretty I, good last he, year. He was a, think, once he was healthy and he was on the field. Yeah, and I think he's gonna take a big leap this year. Me too, and I think those like he had. I think he had three sacks last year. I think those sack numbers are going to go up, uh, just because better team around him, the defense going to be better, and teams just like just going to have to throw more against him. And like, I don't know. I think there's going to be more opportunity for Vita Vey in the middle of that defense. Um, Deron Payne probably should be my pick, but I feel like he's already like he's made his leap. But I guess he could get even better. Is it pro- Fuck it, it should be the pick. <clears throat> but I'm going with Puna Ford, baby. I love it. I'm I, in on this. I want to swing. I want to swing. Uh, there's no really interior depth, uh, depth there on that defensive line in Seattle. Uh, he's been fucking sick. He's been flashy as hell. This is the year, baby. So I'm swinging with that. I love it. UDFA, the first one, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I guess I could have chose a UDFA center. Uh, who do you have? I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm sure there's someone. <laughs> just, oh, there's oh, just a shame Billy Price a little more. Pick a UDFA center over him. Um, I will look quick while you uh, talk okay. to you guys. The interior defensive line is ridiculous in the AFC for this. Um, first of all, it, it it has four guys who went in, in the first round. Wait, five guys who went in the first round. Um, I'll, I'll read them in order. Quinn Williams, Ed Oliver, uh, Christian Wilkins, Jeffrey Simmons, and Jerry Tiller, Tillery. Wow. Said his name wrong. It's been, he barely did anything as a rookie. That's probably Fuck. a lot. But he's he's your pick. So yeah, it's okay. yeah. No, okay. So I think the clear slam dunk is Jeffrey Simmons. I think that's a guy who yeah. he only played nine games as a rookie, but 
he looked like a uh, if he had played all 16 he'd be in the defensive player of the year conversation well he wouldn't have won it because Nick Bosa was ridiculous but I think he would have clearly been a top three or top five finisher there so mm-hmm. I, I think he's a guy especially with um, Jarrell Casey out Simmons is going to be the heart of that defensive line I think a huge season's coming as long as he's healthy the the other one's a little more of a conversation I guess um, between I think Ed Oliver and Quinn Williams yeah, I picked that Oliver, just because the situation. He mm-hmm. he was also much better as a rookie. Ed Oliver, a really good rookie year, um, but again, the situation like he has got one of the best defensive-minded head coaches in Sean McDermott, a defense that's consistently top ten, top five, um, and and guys around him who are just playmakers at, at each level. Versus Quinn Williams is on, on a defense where Greg Williams is. Uh, <coughs> He doesn't necessarily like to put his guys in the best position to succeed. He likes to put them in the no. position where he thinks they should, like, in the position they should play in his defense. He doesn't adapt his defense to their skills. More, they have to adapt their skills to his defense. And I think that's what Quinn is a rookie. Uh, I think he does take a leap, obviously, from his rookie year, and I still believe in him because he's very good. But I just think um, Ed Oliver's got a much better situation going yeah. to make a Pro Bowl in year two. No, I fully agree. Like he, I think, I think Ed Oliver's going to make the bigger leap, but Williams needs it more. And uh, again, I think he's going to get better. But uh, some other say Greg Williams fucking sucks. I named a bunch of first round picks. A couple other guys who weren't first round picks who I, I threw down just to mention: Harrison Phillips, uh, Maurice Hurst, Charles Amenahue, yeah. and Draymond Jones. Yeah, you had a lot of good picks. Um, in the AFC, I was, I was jealous when I was looking through the drafts. I got you your UDFA center, baby. <laughs> Patrick McCarry for the Ravens. He started like five games when Matt Scary got here. Oh, yeah. He, he wasn't bad either. They they no. churn out undrafted centers in Baltimore. That's true. So does Cal, baby. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Yeah, no. That, no that's, that sounds right in my head. Uh, okay, our defensive tackles are, I'm assuming, Ed Oliver and Jeff Simmons. <laughs> yeah. No offense to Pena Ford. No offense, Puna. But but Vita Van Puna Ford would be like the fucking coolest interior to his line, so Together? They're both yeah. playing both playing one tech? Fuck it. Tell me that one. Wait, are you are you running a defense with two ones? Yeah, baby. That's kind of There's cool. no other options. Who else am I gonna play? Dedrin Sinat? Like what are my <laughs> options here? Hey, remember how good he was in like the first two games as a rookie with Falcons? I still believe. Hey, right, I mean he's a he's a very good rotational player, I think. Yes. Uh Okay, how many linebackers did you pick? I picked two. Okay, me too. Sweet, sweet. We're I, I, God, we're in sync today. I, I could have went with three. Uh, okay, I, I struggled for my first one, and how I did this is whoever I didn't pick for the first one is eliminated. Oh they don't get the second God. linebacker spot. I hate you. Because someone else deserves it more, okay? That's, that's, that's why I did it. Okay. So I'll split between Devin White and Roquan Smith, which I think Wait, is... They both, they, it wasn't those two? It wasn't those two. Oh I gave it to God. Devin White. Roquan, hit the bricks, buddy. I believe in you, but not today. He got the Tampa bump, Rob. Oh, right, right. Bump. Sorry, I forgot about that. So in, to- <laughs> in Tampa Bay, the spotlight's on, and Devin White's shown that uh, tendency to make those flashy plays already. I think he's going to get a lot of attention this year. Um, Roquan is stuck in, uh, in hapless Chicago. Who again? He, he, I don't know. I love Roquan Smith. A bit of dip in play last year. I I do think he's. Gonna he, take he had that. Remember, he had that. 
I don't want to call it an off field just because we don't know what happened, but something happened yeah. and he missed a game yeah. and there was just some weird. Oh, Fred Warner never made the Pro Bowl, did he? No. So that's your other pick. No. Okay, that's Fred Warner's already one of the five best off ball linebackers in the NFL. Exactly. So how's he going to make a leap? Oh, so you're blaming it's the system's corrupt by not giving him Pro Bowl. So in AJ World, Fred's already Pro Bowling. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm in on t- this now. I'm giving it to his teammate, Dre Greenlaw. Okay, that's a fucking swing, but I respect it because he was one of the, probably the, one one of the best day three rookies. Exactly. Got got famous last year from that big tackle in the Seahawks game, and then just playing amazing down the stretch. Again, that linebacker room is tough, but I think he's going to keep getting playing time. I think he's shown himself. Like he was already like no. I, I, I think I think like I I think Quan Alexander's a cut candidate because Dre Greenlaw. Exactly. So like again, I, I'm saying who's taking the biggest leap? Like Fred Warner and Roquan, like better players right now. Uh, I'm I'm shocked that Fred Warner didn't actually make a Pro Bowl yet. So I know. Like I honestly thought he did already, and then I'm like, I was certain been he so did. Good. Yeah. No, I know. The NFL sucks. Anyways, those are my two guys, and uh, I think I think I, uh, that makes sense because I think they're going to take big leaps this year. So. Okay, the 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 AFC doesn't have maybe the same. I don't know. I don't know. Caliber of need. There's a lot of guys to kind of like almost uh, Jerome Baker, Bobby Okereke, Mac Wilson, and then just kind of your pick of Chargers linebackers: Drew Tranquil and Cheno Mosu or Kaiser White. <laughs> And you've had they've had guys make the Pro Bowl too, right? That's just the issue. Who that like, um, the AFC? The, yeah, like like well, Edmonds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I couldn't. I mean, you couldn't pick Leighton Van Der Esch. I can't no. pick Tremaine Edmonds, but I could pick Rashawn Evans, who I think yeah, was for awesome sure. for the Titans last year. Um, he he really ended up kind of being their their enforcer in the middle, um, mm-hmm. and I think he takes another big leap this year. I think he was a quiet leap from his rookie year to his second year because he was like a rotational linebacker as a rookie. Second year really became a starter. Yeah. Um, I think with how good that defense needs to be and can be, he'll he'll get a lot more kind of attention. And maybe no, make the pro bowl. Oh yeah, and I couldn't pick Darius Leonard. That's uh, the other pro bowl. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's sorry. Um, and then my other pick's Devin Bush. And I think that yeah. like I, I think both are pretty obvious. Yeah. But there was just a lot of, uh, like, honestly, I think one of those Chargers linebackers is going to be really good. I just don't know which one. I'd say Drew Tranquil. But... <laughs> Me too. I mean, we, we love them all, though. That's the issue. Yeah, and then Kenneth Murray's in town. But, yeah, with Devin Bush, I think that the Steelers have um, the talent to be one of the five best defenses in the league again. Uh, and, and with an offense that could potentially not be horrible, um, it'll yeah. take – take some pressure off them and I think Devin Bush makes a big leap he just honestly he, he was awesome as a rookie he just needs to get better in pass coverage yeah exactly and again we keep saying he's got the stuff for it he showed it on tape we know he's got the athleticism I think he's gonna get better yeah so who are our linebackers we get two uh it's not Dre Greenlaw I'm so sorry <laughs> I think it's a it's uh, a hard conversation Devin's yeah. and Rashawn like cause I think Rashawn Evans is gonna be the best of the three next year this year uh yeah i don't know it, you uh let's let's go with white and evans we'll, we'll, we'll even it out i do think in the bush versus white conversation white will get more attention yeah that's like again i bush higher we both did not much but 
and, and I, I think I, Devin Devin yeah. White's uh, although Devin Bush made a bunch of both of them make, they're both freaks but yeah. I think Devin Devin White it's like every time he hits something it's like a car wreck yeah and it's just no, so exactly. flashy and then also with the the, the Tampa Bay bump um, and even though Pittsburgh's gonna get a lot of attention there's like TJ Watt Minka Fitzpatrick Cam Hayward like those are all mm-hmm. pro bowl all pro guys who will take some of that attention away from Devin Bush I guess yeah exactly all right, into the secondary we go. Hit me with. Did you go two corners, two safeties, and a nickel? Yeah, exactly. But my nickel's like, I think he plays safety, but he should be a nickel. Oh god, my nickel's the only nickel that fit the category, and like, it's it's. I wish anyway. My secondary is like all over the place. Like they're all they're all nickels. Don't worry. Okay? <laughs> they're all nickels. Gotcha. Okay, hit me, <laughs> hit me with your two corners. Okay, so again, another position where I had a lot of big options. Uh, like like Jerry Alexander, I think he's like there. Like uh, I, I so I he's not a that... he's not a Pro Bowler. No, exactly. I okay. know I could have picked him, I, but he should have been. Okay, him and Fred Warner are Pro Bowlers. That's my take. Exactly. Like so, yeah. I sh- like sh- I should say those two will make a Pro Bowl this year because it's easy. But but I guess at the uh, end of the day, we're saying breakout. It's a, we we just use the Pro Bowl to eliminate guys. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean a guy hasn't broken out if he hasn't made one. Wow, exactly. you're really you're really changing my opinions here today. Yeah, I, I <laughs> see. I didn't want to go too big. I thought you were gonna give me shit if I went too big with guys. So I tried to get some low key guys. Oh my um, god, because you work harder than me. No, I put zero effort into this, and you can tell by this one because I had to pick him, the first player on my sheet without looking at anything. Jamal Dean, baby. You okay? <laughs> I mean, that just that's part of the show. It's part of the show. We, I we talk not about pick the two things that never don't get mentioned. Are Adam Gase, Gase and Jamel Dean. <laughs> so I had to mention him. But for real, like, what a fucking stretch he had that what was it, mid to late season. Uh, he had like again, 15 pass breakups in like five games or something. It was insane. Um, I think he's the best corner of that weird ass secondary. Uh, he's going to break big this year. He's going to break big. He's going to be a star. And that's you my, love uh, Tampa. I, I hate it. But, like, I'm like, it, this the, the NFL loves it. They give him 15 fucking primetime games. If, if Tampa Bay is not good this year, the NFL is going to eat shit. But, anyways. Uh, who, uh, who's your other corner? It makes It's another one you could have guessed, Rob. Mike Hughes. This is the year. You could pick him at nickel, too. I know. But my, but my nickels. Look, I'm very on brand. I'll, I'll tell you my nickel. It was, it was Chauncey. I could have not picked CJJ. CJJ. That, that's a good pick. He's not actually. Oh, maybe he's like actually playing safety this year. No, they brought him. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, the, the, especially bringing Malcolm Jenkins and like they, they just move guys around. I'm cool with it. Yeah, they're pretty fluid in the back end. So like I'm like, Chauncey's a nickel. He should be like I'm not saying he should be a full time nickel. He was a, it was amazing last year, and I think he's gonna get so much more. Right yeah, he was. Year. And yeah, with Mike Hughes, I'm just ready for that that big ass leap. But there's a lot of corner options. I just think these are my two. Uh, like it's it's on brand. The AFC's a lot worse for choices, like way worse. So I couldn't pick Denzel Ward. Made a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, um. So I picked. Uh, I didn't pick, but they were the honorable mentions. Rocky Sin and Nick Needham. Not a great group here. But JC, no. I thought JC Jackson was pretty clearly one of them. Yeah. Uh, although he's listed at six one, he's five nine. Uh, he he's been awesome in New England since going undrafted, landing there, and part time starter as a rookie, full time starter in year two. I thought he was one of the most underrated corners in football, opposite uh, Gilly Lock. And then uh, I think we both picked him 
for our like what the version of this show we did last year too. Sure, that would make us seem smart. Uh, I remember picking. We it did a version of the show last year. It was a lot different, but we did like a, a breakout thing. Okay, uh, and then I picked Greedy Williams. Makes sense. Yeah, at the, the NFC had a lot more. Like Dante Jackson was in there. Yeah, like yeah, like. I mean, I, I think pretty clearly J.C. Jackson and Greedy Williams are the choice in the AFC, but um, yeah, maybe, maybe not overall. Who 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 are we picking overall? I uh, I kind of think J.C. Jackson's one of them, and Jamel Dean because it's it's on brand. Okay, and I guess I don't actually care at the end of the day. Um, no one cares. And, <laughs> and and the only nickel I could possibly pick, just to really stick to my rules as a rule stickler. Teron Johnson of the Bills, and like he's he's like he's a fine nickel. I don't really think he's gonna break out. I think he is what he is, but uh, <laughs> it's like he's a fine starting nickel. Fair enough. So, uh, so uh, we're picking Chauncey for the all. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, motherfucker. Okay, uh, safeties. I had a lot of options. Yeah, I, options were a little slimmer in the NFC. Um, both second year guys for me. Uh, I, I didn't really do free and strong, but it kind of no, no. I, I at the end of the day, that's not, like not a, it, that's like left tackle, right tackle. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so for safety, Darnell Savage of Green Bay, good pick. Um, flashy to start the year last year. Then he got into some injury trouble. Um, kind of like like he was like playing over aggressive at times. I guess last year. Yeah, he's like a fucking bullet. I love that man. <laughs> yeah, he is a fucking bullet. Naming my third so son like, after him. That's a good name, actually. Thanks. Um, so just another year. I know the offseason is wonky, but I'm going to pretend like it's not. Uh, just another year in in the like in the NFL in Green Bay, just learning how to play um, NFL football. I think he's only going to get better. Like, I think that's an easy pick. Uh, at, at the other safety spot, I chose Taylor Rapp, who I think like they kind of complimented. That's a good pick. Well. And like. So it was it was pretty weird. The dude had a hundred tackles last year, and he wasn't a full time starter. Playing, they, they they, kind of, he he was basically a linebacker until um, injuries uh, struck. Yeah, exactly. So like, he, he, and then like he moved all over last year, but then with Weddle gone, yeah, he's no, actually now gonna he's get, gonna like be the actual safety opposite John Johnson. Yeah, exactly. So full time gig for him this year. Who um, else was there to even consider? Um. Fuck, I should have wrote was it, it, was it wasn't th- like nobody that memorable because those seem like two really solid safe picks. Yeah, not no one really strong. I'll I'll, I'll quickly look. I can't okay. remember. Like it was, it was like I kind of like I kind of thought of the whole DBs a little positionless. I kind of just wanted to pick my guys, but like it also just worked out in the end. Uh, for me, I couldn't pick Minka Fitzpatrick or Derwin James. <laughs> there, so fun. Uh, there are a lot of safeties though. Obviously, I consider Terrell Edmonds. Um, As you have to, by law. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, Jonathan Abram, Nasir Adderley, Juan Thornhill, Kari Willis. Yeah. Like that's, that's a lot of guys, and none you of did. them are yeah. the pick. I'm interested to see Abram and Adderley healthy. Me too. Yeah. Uh, but I picked Jesse Bates. I think that's yeah. a pretty obvious one. Um Especially if they're going to use him more in single high this year. They bring in Von Bell, one of the best run-defending safeties in the league. If Jesse Bates can be that true center fielder where I think he's at his best, I'm really excited. I think he's got so much potential. Uh, and then I picked Justin Reed, who is the best safe, mm-hmm. or the best DB in, in Houston by miles. Um, yeah. He doesn't really get 
a ton of attention, but when you like when you sit back and really watch, he does so much for that that back end. He's very yeah. versatile. He lines up in the box. He lines up uh, two DP. He'll line up as like a big nickel overhang type. Like he does so many different things for them. He is one of the most underrated guys in the NFL. So like you could have even went deeper with the AFC, like uh, like Ronnie Harrison if you want to bet on a breakout. Like there's so many more guys. I also in the think AFC. like Juan Thornhill. If he gets mm-hmm. back healthy, yeah, he was so good as a rookie. Yeah, no, I think like that could have easily been a pick. Like, I think like the third option, and it's it's a gamble in the NFC is like Tavares Moore. Oh, and he's like playing yeah. corner half the time. Yeah, so there's not a lot in the NFC unless I'm blatantly missing someone, which I don't think I am. Who cares? Let's not let's not think about this anymore. Who are our safeties? Um. Uh, who do you? <laughs> Who'd you have? I completely oh, forgot. Did you listen when I talk? Jesse Bates and Justin <laughs> Reed. Uh, fuck. I like those two guys more than my two. Let's go with the Bates and Savage, because that'd be the most fun. Okay. Although I love Justin Reed. I He's do, like, too. I love Jesse Bates, though, too. See, I wasn't that high on Justin Reed. I, I remember. Reed. I wrong. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What was my big issue? I thought he was a... Yeah, you were worried about the tackling. I remember that. Because I forget which game it was, but he he missed a lot of ta- – who was – it might have been like Boston College. Someone who's like – maybe it was A.J. Dillon because obviously stud second-round <laughs> pick. I, 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 I want to say it was, yeah, against Boston College. He missed like four tackles in a game or something. Mm-hmm. And like and I remember like – I remember thinking he was like a, a heavy catch tackler, which I guess doesn't matter that much for free safety. But when he's missing tackles, I don't appreciate yeah, but Wake Forest is cool. So that's that's gen- end the show. That's generally that's my general takeaway. I've always had a soft spot for Wake Forest. I think it goes back to Chris Paul. I mean, it goes back to Tim Duncan. Sick. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought you had one more in you. <laughs> oh, um, basketball wise, my mind's not gonna help me here. Nah, I can I can do it. Wake Wake hasn't been good in a while. Oh, no, who was that quarterback when they they had that like one good football season like oh six? I kind of like. Oh him. fuck! It's like number eleven, Riley Skinner. If that's his fucking name, I'm a genius. Was it? I don't know. Let's I find out. Yeah, it okay. was. I'm a genius. This guy's thirty three now. Wow. I wonder what he's up to. He was here? on the Giants off season team in twenty ten. Sick. Congratulations. Uh, yes, but yeah. Hey, fifty-nine touchdowns in his career at Wake in the in the mid two thousands. So, hey, uh, my love for Wake goes back to Ryan Plackemeyer. Hey, that's a good one. But nothing for Aaron Curry. So. Oh, that oh God, Aaron Curry was supposed to be the greatest linebacker prospect of all time. That's so. Yeah, funny. that's why. I, that's why I hate Wake. That, I right. think that we've Curry done. Hates. We've we've done four minutes on Wake. This show is over. No, no, no. Let's do another five. Goodbye.